Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Hey, Orin, do you know what episode of From the Den it is right now? I do not know what episode. Is it episode number 30? I know the episode. It's episode number 30, baby. Yeah. Don't, I, I was, I was going to blow out a little confetti cannon. I don't have that. <laughs> I'll play a little. That's the best, that's the best I can do for you guys. It's, it's nothing but <laughs> episode 30. We've made it 30 episodes into From the Den. I think that that's a pretty cool accomplishment myself. It is a very um, cool accomplishment. Despite the fact that we haven't had too many viewers along the ride, you know, we're still sticking it out to 30 episodes. That might have, and it's lasted into uh, the NFL season, which has been good. Um, yeah. Episode 30, baby. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Takeaways from week seven. Week seven. Well, if you look at a few games, the Bills, Josh Allen isn't looking as good as he started off to be. He was starting off as an elite quarterback. And it feels like she's been kind of dropping off the past few weeks. I mean, they lost, they beat, they beat the Jets 18 to 10. Not too impressive. Browns Bengals. The Browns are a good team, but I don't know how great they really are. Cowboys are terrible. Cowboys Let's get are this terrible. out of the way. Yeah, definitely Cowboys terrible. are bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Cowboys are bad. Steelers Texans ended up being a very good game. Well, I wish, don't, don't take all the takeaways. You know, I want to have some takeaways myself here. All right, and I'm going to do one last takeaway. No, I'm not going to do this one. I'm going to do another one. The Cardinals are for real, and the Seahawks can be explo- exploited. They're not as dominant of a team as people make them out to be because they really have a lackluster defense, and a team like the Cardinals can end up beating them. Yeah. Um, what you said is mostly you know, similar to what I would say. The Bills are definitely getting worse and worse. They did not put up a touchdown against the Jets. Browns are very unpredictable, the most unpredictable team in the league. I'm not ready to say they're legit, and I'm not ready to say they're bad. Cowboys are terrible. Maybe Ben DiNucci can change that for them. Like you said, I would say the Falcons, despite their coaching change, are still the same old Falcons. That was a classic Falcons loss, or at least a loss. Classic. Very it's similar. funny. Those those are the two teams that I would say in the NFL are most likely to yeah, blow, exactly. uh, so to, I think to blow a lead. Get a showdown. So so when you when you have teams. those two teams, you it, only one team can blow a lead. So who's good, who's worse at it? We finally learned the answer. The Falcons are the worst team at blowing leads than the Lions. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think that. Oh, Patriots are bad. This confirmed by thing about Patriots being a below average team. And, you know, I don't know if you saw Stefan oh, Gilmore. Picks. Oh, I forgot about our picks. I, I honestly did not count when I went. Here, I'll do it right now. So then that's so one. I'll, I'll say this in the meantime. You yeah. should listen to this. Stefan Gilmore mm-hmm. went to uh, this offseason, only went to the mandatory trade. Supposedly, the Patriots have been trying to trade in this whole offseason, the whole year. Um, he put up his house in New England for sale the day of the trade deadline, which is in one week. And like, that's very uncommon for someone to put his house up for sale in a week. Right. Wow. You have one you week mean, to, what do you mean by that? It's like, it's like so it will be sold. It's like, it's like the, the last time that you can, I think 
put a offer in for the house. It's like an hour after the trade trade deadline. Wow, wow, wow! It's really weird. So he is dead set on getting. Bill Belichick said that there is anyone, every single player on the Patriots, they're willing to trade right now. Clearly, Stephon Gilmore is going to be traded, but to who? I'm just gonna say, according to this Boston reporter who's like who knows stuff about the Patriots, the Bears are currently the number one. The Bears Ooh, have been the most interested down. in Oh, them. that would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what they'd give. Maybe also, they need more. Also, he's a free agent next year. He's 30 years old and they don't need a cornerback. So even though Stefan Gilmore would make their defense ridiculous, how about go and try to get a def- uh, nose tackle or a offensive guard? Yeah, I mean, we could get, that's debatable. And if they need a quarterback, because at the end of the day, imagine that defense with Jalen Johnson. Ooh, fell back in my chair. With Jalen Johnson, I mean, not Jalen Johnson, with Kyle Fuller and Stephon Gilmore, as much as I think Jalen St- Johnson has potentially made some bad mistakes. Yeah, no, I think Jalen Johnson's still an above-average cornerback, too. I truly yeah. believe that. Well, that's, I mean, that's a- such a strange. I don't know if that really means anything, above-average cornerback, too. Like, okay, you're a top 47 cornerback in the league. No, I think he's top 32. But you're saying cornerback two. I think, think, well, okay, there's still some teams that have two really good cornerbacks. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, So, yeah. Um, I I want to know what I went right now. So then that's one and one. Wait, no, no. Uh, One and oh, two and oh, three and oh, three and one. Here, one thing I'll say before I actually count my picks is I, a lot of the games I picked, I picked the Bengals over the Browns. They lost by three points. I picked the Steelers over the, I picked the Titans over the Steelers. They also lost by three points. So I think if I were picking against the spread this game, and aside from 49ers Patriots, which I think was a bad pick in general, but I'm going to disregard that one so I can make my argument here that uh, today was not my best week in terms of picks. But I think if I were picking against the spread here, it would be a little better since uh, Bengals. Well, I have to check the spread, but I assume may- maybe Browns were projected to win by maybe four. Um, what I'm saying is the game. The so I went. I, I went winning, ten and the six. underdog teams I had winning kept it very close. So at least yeah. I'm happy about that. But, yeah, I okay, went ten and so six. Three and one. Three and two. Four and two. Five and two. Five and three. Six and three. Seven and three. Eight and three. Eight and four. Eight and five. Wait, really? I went nine and five. Yeah. So I went better than. Oh wait, never mind, never mind. Wait, how did you go ten and six if I went nine and five? I mean, I went ten and wait. I must have counted something wrong. I know I went ten and four, ten and four, ten and four, and then ten and four. I you went ten and four. I went nine and five. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Cardinals played well. I don't know if they're legit, legit, but they definitely have a lot of potential, and we'll get into that. Bears game. But I don't want to talk about All right. So yeah, moving on to week eight picks. Right now, the Falcons and the Panthers are at halftime. Orin and I both discussed this and had the Panthers winning the game um before. Unfortunately, Calvin Ridley's injured. <laughs> I just had to add that since he's, he's on your fantasy, fantasy team. So I'm I'm That's sorry, but the kicker it, did, it didn't seem has more points than Calvin Ridley right now, young Waiku. Um but you know, at least at this time, Falcons are beating the Panthers 16 to 14. If the Falcons win, you know, we're being honest about picking the Panthers because, you know, there's nothing riding on this. Why would we, we're just going to go by the honor code. But anyway, we both picked the Panthers to win this game. Yes. Um, 
So you can take it with Falcon, Vikings, Packers. Um, give me the Packers. The Vikings are considering the Vikings have Cameron Dantzler, the third on pick on on their COVID list, and they ha- they're thinking about shutting down um, Mike Hughes. I think their number one cornerback for the whole year. So now they're going to. What do you mean by s- shutting down? Like he has a neck injury, they're going to say, you know what, we'll keep him out for the whole year. Wow. They're thinking about saying that. I don't know if it's a neck injury, something like that. And they did the same thing for Daniel Hunter. So I mean. Think about how terrible that secondary could be with two rookies. I mean, oh, yeah, Devon. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I always got to bring gonna... up my fantasy team, but Devontae Adams is going to feast this game. Aaron Rodgers is going to feast on that defense. Eat them up. Eat mm-hmm. them up like mm-hmm. a turkey leg. <laughs> like a turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, not much to say here. I'll bet you there's a lot of Packers, bets on the Packers to beat the spread. Uh, I got the Packers as well, and I assume that you have the Packers. Yeah. Um, Titans, Bengals, I'm interested to see what you have to say because I could see you picking the Bengals to win. I think you're going to pick the Titans. Um, As much as I've loved the Titans and I picked the Titans to upset last week, I could also very much seeing the Bengals getting an upset here or at least beating the spread. I'd say I'd pick the Bengals to beat the spread on this game, but if we're talking about win-loss, I'm not sure, and maybe I'll wait for you to talk before I make my pick. But basically... Titans, as much as they have a reputation of having a very stout, solid defense, their defense ranks pretty low uh, in statistical categories. And I think that Joe Burrow, he had an inspiring game. He's been doing well as of late, even though he lost. And I think he could pull off a win here. But with that said, the Bengals do just have an atrocious defense. And I could also see this Tennessee offense, which has been very good, feasting on them. So let, let me know. What do you think? I'm just going to go with the Titans. I think it's not that complicated. I don't think that the Titans are going to dominate, but I mean, I think they're just the better team. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, it's always fun to pick an upset, but uh, okay. I know you want to pick an upset. What? You want to pick against your Titans. You always pressure me. Ah, Man, I don't know. I have to look ahead to see if there's any other upsets I pick, but basically... Well, go with your gut. What is your gut telling you? I feel like your gut is actually telling you to not take this pick. To know what do you mean not you? Well, I don't understand what that means. I feel like your gut is telling you to pick the Titans, even though you you want. I don't to know what my gut's telling me. It's about I, I'm thinking about the Bengals, but I think okay, 100. percent I'm picking the Bengals to beat the spread. I haven't checked the spread, but I'm assume it's like probably six, seven points. Picking I would say Bengals, even less than that. Honestly, whatever. I'm picking the Bengals to beat the spread. Um. Okay, fine. I'll go with the Titans. I'll go with the Titans. I'll go with the Titans. Yeah. But, All right. Give me one know, second. If, I'm if just... the Bengals pull out the win, I, I predicted it, guys. No. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's I'm six, the the spread is six points for the Titans. Yeah, so there you go. So I, I think I'm picking Bengals to beat the spread. But All right. On to Jets, Chiefs. I think this might be one of the most game lopsided, lopsided games ever. And to be honest, I don't even see the Chiefs scoring that much. Because they're not going to need to score that much. They're going to score very few. They're going to score like 25 points, and they're still going to win by like 15. Yeah, I don't see this being, anything, I don't see this being a game that the Chiefs is, dominate. Winning by 15 is picking the Jets to beat the spread. And I, I mean, yeah, there's not much to be said here. It's funny yeah. how I just brushed over the Jets-Bills game last week, and that was actually one of the closer games for the Bills and for the Jets probably. Um, but yeah. Le'Veon Bell gets his revenge game. Yeah, not much else to say there. Chiefs yeah. absolutely feast. 
Colts Lions, that's an interesting matchup. You can analyze that one. I think that's a very interesting game, actually. I looked at this game and I said, I want to take the Colts, but I really am liking the Lions on this. The Lions are hot. The Lions have a good team. And I like my Lions. I don't, they're not my Lions. They're not your so, Lions, Orin. No, they're not my Lions. I like my Bears. They're better. Um, bold statement. So, no, I don't think that's that bold. All right. Um, let's think. It's a hard one. You know what? Give me the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I definitely agree that it's a hard one to pick. Who have the Colts lost to this season? Um, the, the Jaguars week one and the Browns. Huh. I was trying to see if there's some sort of a trend. I mean, definitely the Colts are better against probably more offensive oriented teams and as opposed to defensive. So I guess the lines check out that box and I do understand. Oh my God. I keep falling off my chair. I got to stop doing that. Um, who do the Colts just play? Oh, do they? They didn't play the Bengals last week. Who do they play this week? Oh, they had a bye. They had a bye, and they're coming off that nice comeback victory against the Bengals. But yeah, you can see offenses. Hmm. This is a very interesting matchup because I think I might have been overvaluing the Colts defense just a little based on how poorly the Bears played against them, but I still think that they're a very good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts. I like to win this one. It'll be a close game, and there's could be mistakes made by either team. But lines did not look good in that. The Falcons game, we both expected to be 25, 30 plus points, and it was 13 to 14. So you're talking about the Lions offense couldn't put up that many points against one of the worst defenses in the league. They're playing now one of the best defenses. I think the Colts can shut them down. And yeah, uh, yeah. And the Lions defense isn't that bad. So Phillip Rivers might be able to do something. All right, on to the game of the week. Baltimore Ravens versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Who oh, yeah. you got? Game of the week. Huge game. So much playoff implications. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And last time Ravens were on prime time, they kind of disappointed in that loss to the Chiefs. You want me to start talking first? Are you? Yes. Me. Ooh. Ooh. I think... I have to check the Ravens games, but I feel like I have this notion in my mind that the Ravens are been, have been kind of beatable right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't looked great right now. And it, to both of our credits, it wasn't the sexy pick at the start of the season to have the Steelers winning the division or the Steelers doing well. Both of us at the start of the season had the Steelers actually winning the division, which I think we both thought would be an upset. So yeah, hey, I have to say respect to us. Respect then to at us. this point are I would assume that the Steelers are um favored in this matchup. Um honestly I think it's probably even because the home team gets three three points. I wouldn't oh, the okay. odds I would say probably are maybe yeah. I'll tell you. Um but do you know who you you're gonna take? I think I'm gonna take the Steelers. Lamar Jackson hasn't looked great even when he played like the Bengals. He still doesn't look outstanding. I think definitely something could click. He could change the mentality because there's a lot of talent on the Ravens team and the Ravens defense could certainly shut down um, the Big Ben. But right now, Big Ben looks like he can 
do just enough. He's been a great game manager, and then the Steelers' defense can lead them to a win. So I'm picking the Steelers. You know what? I probably would have taken the Steelers, but I am going to be bold. Give me... I don't think it's that bold. These are two... These are two great teams, excuse me. Um, also, Ben, I was just letting you know for, just to let you know, Calvin Ridley has been ruled out of the game with an ankle injury. So not great news for all you for all you Calvin Ridley fantasy owners. Oh, Sorry, Benjamin. Oh, that's actually, that is not good. <laughs> no, it is not good. But as long as you make the playoffs, you're good. No, now I we're just... going to stop talking about fantasy. And okay, yeah. Okay, get it. move the... on. So you, you're picking the... You're picking the Ravens to win this game? Yes. Um, Rams-Dolphins, Tua's first game. I, I very much like Tua. I picked him for Rookie of the Year, and Benjamin was like, no, 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 no. No, it's going to be Joe Burrow. No, no. And you yep. know what? That, that was exactly – that was the our entire 20-minute conversation. It was, like, it was like a 30-minute argument, and it yep. was just Benjamin saying no, no, no. That was the whole thing, no, back no. and forth. Yep. I was just saying no the whole time. <laughs> Uh, it's still he, he, we were both he wrong, even, you were more wrong. He never even mentioned his own person in Joe Burrow. He just responded to and my, my arguments no. weren't even good because because I didn't mention like I don't know. I, I was wrong about a lot of things, which I guess you could go back and check with me on. But like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Go on. All right. I tracked here. We Rams, Dolphins. So let's pick even this up though, even though we what's it called? Even though we like Tua or I like Tua, I have to go with the Rams. Not not too bold. Yeah, I think this Dolphins defense is better than it gets credit for, but I gotta go with the Rams. <laughs> I gotta go with the Rams. Also, the Rams have definitely looked beatable. They look their best against the Bears, probably, but still, uh, picking the Rams. All right, on to Patriots Bills. Give me the Bills. The Patriots are on a huge slump. They're trying to trade their players. There's clearly no chemistry, no culture. Even though Bill Belichick has always brought his team together or whatever, if your whole team is being threatened to be traded, there's just not going to be that much success. I can't see them winning this game against a good Bills team. Or, yeah, I, uh, I picked the Patriots to be very successful at the start of the season, and I was riding that wave. I think did the Patriots start off 2-0. and Whatever they did, they were competing with good teams. Um, now it seems like that might show more about the Seattle's tendency to stick around against good teams rather than the Patriots being good because I think they beat the Dolphins before that then lost to Seattle week two. But anyway, um, I tried to pick again. I tried to pick the Patriots over the 49ers and kind of have Bill Bell prove to me that he's still a good coach, but I, I, I was proven wrong about that and I'm not going to make the same mistake here. Although the Bills are on the decline, the Patriots are in more of a decline. So I'm picking the Bills. Uh, moving All on right. now, I'll go a little bit faster. Ooh, except this is a good game. This great is a game. great game. And just in terms of, um, I don't know. These are two very high and low teams. I don't know how to describe them, but Raiders-Browns. Wow. Um, I, I don't know. You can talk. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Raiders keep it close against good teams. I can really see them winning this game. Give me the give me the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, as much as we said that the Browns were legit a few weeks ago, the Browns are definitely not legit. They kept it close against the Bengals. Baker has his highs and his lows. 
and he is playing the Raiders here, which is a bad pass defense, but I think that the Raiders offense is better than it gets credit for, and maybe even the Raiders defense as well. But on the on the other hand, you did just pick the Raiders, and I want to be cool and pick against you because I haven't picked against you that much. Um, nah, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I still don't like picking the Browns. So yeah, give me Chargers, the Broncos. Give me some Justin Herbert. Yeah, baby. That put it. Yeah, put a smile on Benjamin's face. Me and me and Benjamin oh, were both hating on Justin Herbert. Bring up fantasy. Me and Benjamin football. hated hated Justin Herbert. Terrible yep. pick. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yes, I Proved did. This That's wrong. not even a joke. Prove this wrong. You can look out of college, oh, but he is doing it all. He really is. Yeah. He's actually, Great. He definitely changed my mind. Yeah. So. I think we can move on. I don't, unless. Oh, that, that's you have, it? You're just going to pick the Chargers? I mean, Broncos are, an, are a fine team, but, I mean, they're not very good. They're, they're I could pick literally the injured. Broncos, but I think the Chargers just gained some momentum in Justin Herbert getting his first win. They play another bad team. Broncos just lost big to the Chiefs. Yeah, Chargers. Okay, we're going to skip Saints-Bears, of course. 49ers Seahawks. Wow, that's a big Ooh, game. Good game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I like you. Pick first, which you, oh, never mind. I thought that was another primetime game. That's probably like the game of the week, but whatever. It's um, 49ers are just very banged up right now in terms of their running backs. Debo Samuel's out. So, I'll, the Seahawks lost close. The Seahawks are going to get the win here, I believe. Yeah, I give me the Seahawks. Banged up in terms of their running backs, but still give me the Seahawks. No, they'll be fine. Give me the Seahawks. I hate right. how the Cowboys and Eagles are all – they always get prime time no matter how bad they are. It yeah. Well, all right. Cowboys, Eagles. This might – you know what? Bold prediction. This might be the game of the week. I could see this being In the terms best of being game exciting. of the week. In terms, In terms of exciting. I think it won't be high scoring. I think the last four, three minutes could be very entertaining just because it will be a close game and go back to – a final drive, but I don't think it's not like a high scoring. And if you're watching middle of the second quarter, I don't think it'll be entertaining. Yeah. Now that I say that there's going to be like the most points scored in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. I just, I cannot plausibly take, I cannot just take the, you can't take the Cowboys. I have to take the Eagles here. I mean, the Cowboys just so depleted they're, they have no offensive line, no offense, no defense. I mean, so who are you, you taking? Take You're taking the, the Eagles? Eagles. Give me Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. No, 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 I'm kidding. They're both, they're both bad teams. They're both just ugly to think about overall. But I think Carson Wentz has been playing better, at least on a very basic statistical level, than he's been given credit for. I think kind of the media representation of him has been a little too harsh in my opinion i think that this offensive line he's getting hit on every play he's got to scramble out and try to make plays himself and that leads him throwing more turnovers uh with that said i don't know if any of that will change i don't know if that turnover proneness will change this game but i think he'll be able to find a way with this injured receiving core i'm gonna also go with the eagles now buccaneers giants which should have got flexed out of monday night i don't know if that's a thing can you flex games out of monday night or is it only a sunday night so what, what what my thing was there they could there were their concern was that let's say you buy tickets a month in advance for that monday night what happens if you can't do it sunday night that's so unfair 
I guess the difference between flexing something out of Sunday night and Sunday is like a bit different. But what's stupid is they should be able to flex games out of mo- out of Monday night now because there are no fans, right? I mean, there. I think there are some minimal fans. And so this would be I, that, the year that makes to do sense. it. That makes sense. My friend, I was talking to my Giants friend. Our yep. Giants, uh, for our Giants friend. Yep. He told me that I asked him about the Giants. They have some of their players have COVID. Said one of their offensive linemen got COVID. And now the um and now I think a good amount of their offensive line has to quarantine. So he said I think there are four starting there are four linemen on their team. Four offensive linemen that I think are eligible to play. So they're gonna have to put like a tight end at offensive tackle. All their like oh, triple no. team backups are gonna be playing. Oh, Daniel Jones is gonna die against against like against like this could all be wrong. This is probably just speculation, but against like one of the best defensive lines I don't, I don't in the care league. If anything, if it's speculation, even if they got all their starters in, it's gonna be an absolute mess. Yeah, give game. me the Buccaneers. I mean, they're gonna tear apart. I think the Packers are a pretty solid offensive line and a solid quarterback. Now, now going against a bad offensive line and the most fumble-prone quarterback in the NFL, Daniel Jones, they are going to wreak havoc. The Buccaneers wreak defense is going to wreak havoc. havoc on this Giants team. Buccaneers get the dominant win on Monday night. All right, so now onto the thing that we've been dreading as Bears fans, talking about the oh. Bears. Da Bears. Okay, I don't know how to address this. I I'm wanted, I wa- I wanted to say Da Bears, and then you would say it in unison back, like Da Bears. Nope, no, I, I can't even. I can't be happy right now. Um, Benjamin, it was only a fourteen-point game. I'm just, I'm just dun, gonna say dun, what's dun. on my mind. I'm just gonna ramble. This is the way I get out. What's on my mind? You can maybe respond if you have anything. You know, interrupt me if there's anything that you'd like to comment on, but. Here's Sounds basically good. my takeaway, whatever you want to say, rambling from the game. Um, first of all, that game reminded me a lot of the Colts game. The yeah. fact that they got one field goal, that was their one offensive score, and then they had a touchdown late uh, in the Colts game. It was first, just an offensive touchdown late in the game. In the Rams game, it was Benjamin. a defensive. Yeah. Can we give mad props to Cole Komet? Can we clap it up for Cole Komet? Hey, hey, hey. We're not allowed to be happy. We're, we have to be depressed <laughs> for now, and then we can get the Cole good vibes. Then we can come to the little fine, positive, fine. okay? But fine, for now, fine, for fine. now, for now, I'm just going to go on my little bit of a ramble. So this game reminded me a lot of the Colts game. Um, man, and it was just very depressing in terms of after the – who did they be? Oh, after the Panthers game. There are all these quotes, and Nick Foles seems so pumped up, and he was talking about how, yes, we're not perfect, but we're 5-1, and one, and that's a great place to be, and we're just waiting for it all to click, and it's all going to be good. I was reading the quotes, listening to the press, press conference after this game. If you it don't made know, me hype. Oh, but, but like after the Panthers game, it made me hype. Yeah, I was, I was listening to it after the Rams game, and it just they just seemed so sullen and depressed. I mean, they were asked, and Nagy's like, they're, Nagy and Foles both had a response at some point, but it was basically – I don't have a good answer for you. I just, you know, hopefully we can get it to work, but this is not a problem. You can't suddenly make your offense better or fix. Generally, it's not a, that's a problem you fix over the off season. And that's a problem that was expected to be fixed over the off season. And I don't know how they pulled out five wins so far, but it's leading me to doubt the legitimacy of this team. If it can even make the playoffs. I mean, that might be a bit of an exaggeration, but the way they played, I mean, definitely based on however the bears play that, um, 
decides how much, how positive or negative I am going to be on them. So likely right now I'm on the overly negative side just because of how I saw them play. But just there was very, very little positives I could take away from the game. Um, In terms of the defense was not phenomenal. I understand it was definitely the offense's fault. But if the Bears are going to be pulling away games, the defense has to be absolutely like there's very little margin for error. The defense has to be absolutely unstoppable and they were not unstoppable. They were good. They forced some turnovers and they uh, uh, put the Rams only 24 points. They were not unstoppable. So, or this is something you made fun of me for saying right after the game. And I think it's fair to say, I think the sad part about this Rams game is it seemed like the bears were losing by so much the entire time. Um, they were down 10-3 in the middle of the third quarter. Exactly. They were down 10-3 in the middle of the third quarter. They threw an interception. Nick Foles threw an interception at the goal line one time or twice. He threw an interception like at the four-yard line two times. They threw one at the f- – okay, there was a turnover on downs. Right. Sorry, sorry. A, they a, had two turnovers a, at the goal line. Yes. Um, and they had another interception – um, what's it called? Yeah, he missed, when he, touch, he missed a touchdown to Darnell Mooney. First off, I love Darnell Mooney today. He was asked well, about that play, clearly an overthrow. You know what he says? He's so humble. I have he to goes, run faster. I have to run faster. I love him. I love him. He's the greatest. All right, keep going. Yeah. Um, so the fact of the matter is, they, they score in those two places, it's a tie game, especially since after it falls through that first pick. The Rams marched down and got it would be a totally uh, different dynamic if it weren't like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I just – I was waiting for it to click with Foles, and now he just looks even worse after more practice. So I'm wondering, like, will he ever – will he just continue to be like this for the entire season? Uh, it's looking like yes. And – yeah, so basically Foles played very depressing, but he wasn't even the worst part. I definitely say the worst part was the offensive line. Yeah, when you look at it, an offense all stands for the offensive line, right? Yeah, sure. I, I, I know that you're not the biggest Montgomery lover in the world, and you don't have to be. And I think that even though I was so high on Montgomery, I think I, I understand why I'm a bit too high on him because like, when you watch him play, he's such an exciting player, right? He breaks. He leads the NFL in broken tackles, right? Over Derrick Henry, right now. Over right now. Yeah, it makes sense. That's NFL. what I'm saying. But he's not explosive enough. No, 100. percent But the problem with not not the problem with Montgomery. The problem is when you watch a football team. When I watch any other football team, and I see them run for five yards or six yards, right? Mm-hmm. I see a huge hole. Mike Davis now on the Panthers is able to run so well, right? You couldn't do anything on this Bears offensive line. Nothing, right? right. Imagine Montgomery, who can do not amazing, but better than Mike Davis. Imagine what he could do on a fine team. Well, we're not talking about, I think it's, we agree that any running back, mostly any running back, if you're under the right circumstances in the NFL, you can be successful. But it's just a question. I don't think that David Montgomery is good enough to be successful on the Bears team. And I think that very few running backs can do that, but he's not. I don't know. I think some of the blame should go on him. No, that's fair. But now, right, let's look at all the plays that, that Foles missed, right? Interception, his fault. Turnover on downs, I don't really remember, right? 
the Mooney play was not his fault. By the time the ball came out of his hand, Mooney didn't and, even and make also, his break. So how is he supposed to time up a throw with Mooney if Mooney didn't make his break yet? That's not Foles' fault. That's the offensive line's fault. Um, Javon Wims, he missed Javon Wims wide open, offensive line's fault. He missed Anthony Miller. He couldn't step into it. You remember Anthony Miller? It didn't. It was like kind of a drop, but it was a bit behind him. If he threw that a step a step in front, it would have been a completion or at least a better throw, right? Mm-hmm. He missed someone else deep. I remember he missed someone deep. He was missing on these throws, all of these throws, because he had pressure in his face every single play. It's a problem. And I don't know the problem. The biggest problem is that let's say you have a bad, you have bad running backs, right? You can go right now and trade for one bad receivers. Go trade for Julian Edelman, John Ross, Will Fuller, right? Yep. You have bad tight ends. You could trade for Evan Ingram. Yeah. yeah, yeah I what you're saying. You cannot trade for offensive linemen. It's very hard. Very, very, very hard. Why? Because give up a no lot. one, no one has like an expendable amount of offensive linemen. Yeah. Offensive. Okay. People really hate on offensive linemen. People don't realize is that who hates there's like there's no no I'm okay. All almost all Bears fans hate Charles Leno. There's a tier of offensive linemen like the David Bakhtiaris, Mitchell Schwartz, all these offensive tackles that are elite, and then every and then the step below that is like average to a bit below average is where Charles Leno is. Mm. Bobby Masty's also there. Bears fans hate them. Hate them. I was reading an article. It said they should start Rashad Coward at right tackle and take Leno out. What? Okay, why what? is that so dumb? Because Leno isn't the problem. Then what's the problem? The, thing, the problem is the, the interior offensive line. Who's on the interior offensive line? Cody Whitehair, who got hurt. Cody, Jermaine Fetty, Cody I thought fine. Cody Whitehair was one of the good ones. He was good, but he got hurt in that game. Rashad Coward has been terrible. If you watch Rashad Coward, I was watching some plays. Wait, but James Daniel, James Daniels was good. Yeah, but he hurt. He's hurt. But so was the problem the interior offensive line like week two? Week two, they were good. Remember, he they ran over. They They're ran like all week, over. I'm the, just saying, teams. early in the season, with, when they had offensive line struggles, was it still the when interior? they had they had the I would say the only week they had offensive line struggles with what's his name with Daniels was week four against the Colts, and I just with think they Daniels. Had Daniels. Oh, Daniels James got Daniels. hurt week five. And I mean, while this offensive line is very far from elite, they have the talent to be better than what they are. They really do. We've seen them perform better than what they do. And I don't think that they're going to play like they did against the Rams every single week. Because first off, if you look at the defensive lines, they play first off run defense, six out of the eight of their next um, teams that they play are in the bottom two thirds of run defense. And one of the teams that isn't is the Packers. Because when you play the Packers, you're throwing the ball every single down. You're behind the whole game. Yeah. Packers, I think, yards per attempt. When they played the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers ran all over the Packers. So the Buccaneers yeah, Rojo had 100-plus yards. So they're really playing one good defensive line the rest of the year, which has been average in the Saints. So I don't think that, like, if you look at the Bears' kryptonites playing good defensive lines, the, the Rams, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, all these other pieces, Colts DeForest Buckner, Justin Houston, all these good defensive linemen, right? That's their kryptonite. The Bears don't play that again. Luckily for them. Thank God, right? Thank God. But that's not saying that, that their offensive line is going to still perform. Lord, good, I'm going to get right? mad at you. Sorry to interrupt you. I can't believe you picked the Bears to win this game. That was a terrible <laughs> pick. It's a terrible pick. 
Nice. Pick the Bears to win this game. What kind of a pick is that? I still had a better record than you this week. I don't care. That's what I was saying because two of my picks were three-point games. The other, I'm not going to make an excuse for... Okay, one of mine was a three-point game in the Saints-Panthers. Two of mine were three-point games, actually. So, boo, boo. What was your other pick? Um, Seahawks-Cardinals. Yeah, but I picked the Seahawks, too. Yeah, so then that... So? So, it doesn't matter. Because I I, I had three three-point games. Which ones? The Bengals? Titans, Seahawks-Cardinals. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right, but still, it's not the point. Not the point, Benjamin. Not the point. Okay. Not what we're trying to get Um, to here. What we're trying to say is that at the end, I'm gonna make a statement, and then you're gonna hear probably a horrid sound that I might cut out. But I'm gonna. I've always wanted to mic drop. I've got the mic in my hand at this point, but it's so wait. I'm confused. Are we gonna end the podcast? Are we gonna end the podcast after a mic drop? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say. Now I'm getting to the spoiler. We got a little distracted. I think this is what happens when I'm just sullen about what happened with the Bears. I kind of distract myself. But, yeah, I'm going to say, and that's why the Bears are the best team in the NFL. And then go. I wonder if you heard anything there. But, yeah, that was that was a mic drop. I did hear a bit of a drop. All right. You might, you might Let's keep talking about the Bears. But I don't want to. I don't know. I might, okay. Anyway, about the Bears. I don't know what a topic to talk about. First of all, Ted Ginn sucks. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Ted Ginn does suck. Matt Nagy. So I don't know about the general consensus with Bears fans, but at least with our friends, they tend to hate, not hate, but just think that it wasn't a big deal that Tariq Cohen got injured. Um, he oh, wasn't, yeah. And I agree that in 2019, he was not utilized very well. Um, and I also thought maybe like you gave Montgomery a chance to be utilized better. But I think a place where the Bears miss Tariq Cohen most is in that punt returning department because Ted Ginn is bad. He's a very bad returner. All right, Ben, two things. Wait, wait. No, no, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. One thing is, first off, can we give mad props to Johnny Hecker? Insane game. Yeah, but let me say, let me say this. It's about Ted Ginn. Johnny Hecker. Yeah, but can I tell you my second thing? Wait, is it it about the punting? Because I want to finish this. Yes, yes. The Bears signed Dwayne Harris, a very good punt returner. Yay. Okay. Yay. I think they recognize what happened. Every punt, like half those punts, Ted Ginn was moving out of the way. If he had just called for a catch and caught it or just fell on the ball, they would have gotten an extra 10 yards. And it's very hard to put together a spark and put together a good drive when you're backed up within your own 10 yard line. So Ted Ginn, I think that that's where Tariq Cohn was missed most. He was pretty good in the punt returning department, I would say. Can we talk about Matt Nagy? Yeah. There's are you, okay, yeah, go go on. What do you think? So I think Matt Nagy designs good plays. He designs good plays, good pass plays. He's a skilled designer in of plays because he schemes receivers open. Now, my concern with him is that is it does he call the plays at the right time, right? He cannot scheme a run play for his life. Whether that's I don't know if necessarily that's on him so much. Or that just the offensive line can't block? Because if you look at it, you watch a run play. Rashad Coward and Cody Whitehair are double-teaming someone while while the middle linebacker is shooting the gap, right? That is not good coaching. They have clear, clear, clear issues. Clear issues. And I don't know what happened. Because in week one and two, you can say they played bad defensive lines fine. 
but they weren't able to run the ball against the Panthers, which is probably worse defensive line than the Lions. Yes, you were you were going on and on about how it's going to get easier for them in the schedule, but no, I think it's very clearly shown that it's a problem with this offensive line. But go on about Nagy. That's what I care about. No, so I'm just I'm really conflicted, right? Do you does he take away his play calling, right? Well, Matt Nagy, I think, calls good plays. Does he call them in the right moment? I'm not sure. I don't know. I think Matt Nagy occasionally doesn't call the right plays, and that bothers me. Here's some things I'll say about that. Um, worst play call of the season, fourth and one. Matt Nagy pitches it five yards back to Cordero Patterson, a, a running back who's yeah. averaging less than three yards per carry. Just QP sneak it or something. Yeah. Absolutely terrible play call. What are you doing? What are you doing? What's the point of that? You really think that that'll get you better than just running? Right. What, what, bo- what bothers me is that what makes me happy as a Bears fan is when Matt Nagy's cute in the sense that he does trick plays. When Matt Nagy's confusing trick plays and stupid plays. Trick plays are where you have an offensive lineman and at the one-yard line, you throw it to him and everyone goes crazy. A stupid play no, is when I you mean, no, it to Cordero Patterson on fourth and one. Yeah, it's creativity versus when it's on when it's necessary versus unnecessary. I think having a nice creative play when your offense clearly needs a spark is better than going for it on fourth and one in the back of your end zone. Like, for example, like in that play, it's like the Bears wouldn't throw it to an offensive lineman either, right? That's my point. My point is, is that while that play might have been a, a well-designed play, right, was that at the right time and in the right spot? Because if Matt Nagy gives up its play calling, but I don't know not- if it's—I don't think you could ever call it a well-designed play if it gets negative yards. It's not like it got one yard. You know, if it gets one yard, you can say, "Well, no, no, no like it's just it not like- a well-designed play whatsoever." Because but it's worked. It worked. It's worked before. They've used that play before, and it's worked. My only concern is that well, the thing is, Matt Nagy, when he stops, if he stops calling plays, right, he doesn't stop designing plays, right? It's just Bill Lazor choosing the plays that Matt Nagy designs right but you think that should be that instead that matt nagy has the plays designed he had it's matt nagy's playbook but then bill laser is the one selecting when to do it yes i think that matt nagy schemes good plays i just don't know if he puts them in at the right time right but also let's get this straight bill laser hasn't been on a good offense in 10 years what's to say that bill laser is so good matt nagy what 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 offenses has he been a coordinator for the dolphins the Bengals. bill why do we take bill I don't know. BCC has familiarity with this offense. Okay. So my my thing is that, you know what? If you don't like Nagy, that's fine, right? I'm not sure I love Nagy either. He calls some smart plays. Do you remember when Allen Robinson was in the backfield? <laughs> Panthers game. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. It was a genius play because their goal of that play, they motioned someone, and by that play, they had Allen Robinson on a linebacker. That's perfect. Genius, right? It's mm-hmm. in the red zone. Great design. Wait, Alex, play, so right? Alan Robinson was a blocker? They put Alan Robinson at running back. Uh-huh. And did play action and had Alan Robinson on a linebacker, being guarded by a linebacker. Did he catch a touchdown? No, the play didn't end up working out. <laughs> but my point is that he's able to design these intricate and cool plays, right? Yep. And a good amount of his plays are genius. My only concern is that I, I don't know. He just there's a lot of very questionable play right. calls. What do you blame? My only question is, what do you blame this offense? What is wrong with this offense? Quarterback, O line, quarter coach. Last year was the same concern, and that's my concern about this team. Concern, concern. The 
even though I think the offensive line got a tiny bit better than last year, just a tad bit uh, upgrade, just a tad bit better. Last year's horrendous quarterback play has been better than last year, I think. Debatable, but coaching, I think, has been a bit better than last year because they're five and two, right? Yeah. But it's still a huge concern. I huge. think something also that was interesting, I forget where it was brought up, but Nick Foles was saying, someone was saying that Nick Foles was quoted about Matt Nagy will call a play and Nick Foles knows I yeah, don't have. Greasy. I think that that. That was taken so out of proportion. That bothers me. There were so many things that were said. One thing was that, first off, let's get this straight. Akeem Hicks drank 40 beers in one sitting. 40 beers. Yeah, why? That's not important. And then I want to get to. No. I just want to say um, there were like some interesting things that he said, right? Yeah. Right? And they're focusing on this one thing, which made sense, right? It's called an audible. I might be misinterpreting it. No, but right? no, I wasn't. Okay, I wasn't bringing it up to say that there's some big feud going on with Matt Nagy. I, I would just no, but like if you if you listen to the media, every question this whole week has been, "What was your discussion between you and Nick Foles? Like, how's your relationship between you and Nick Foles?" They're taking this so out of proportion. Nick Foles I agree, pretty I agree, much I said, "Just listen to what I'm trying to say," because yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking about. I'm not saying they have a they have a severed relationship. I'm saying they have a fine relationship, but I'm saying. The fact that Nick Foles, uh, the fact that Matt Nagy's calling plays that Foles knows aren't going to work shows. I think that Jack quote alone, dis, uh, despite if it being taken out of proportion, it still shows. I think it reflects a lot of the problems with the Bears offense. It shows that Nagy isn't aware enough to be able to call a play that will work at the right situation. He's not aware of the right place to call. And I think it, uh, it's a problem with the offensive line because Foles realizes hey, this offensive line isn't good. I can't have a play that takes five seconds to set up or else I'm going to get hit. Uh, it doesn't really show how bad Nick Foles is, but he's just been off the mark too. Even though I think a, a lot of, like, if Nick Foles is getting time in the pocket, then it'll definitely improve. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah, so I guess it all stems back to the offensive line. Because if there's a solid offensive line, Matt Nagy can be free to call whatever plays he wants. Uh, and Nick Foles can make his throws. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and be Aaron Rodgers, but I think that he definitely, his raw potential alone is a lot better than what he showed in that game. So yeah, those are my thoughts about the Rams game. Despite all of that, they had a chance very close to the end of the game. They got that defensive touchdown, which was very nice. And you could tell after Eddie Jackson got it, he was just waiting. You could see from his facial expression, there was a flag. He was just waiting for it to be called on them because he said so many yeah. touchdowns called back this season, but no. The Bears got a nice defensive touchdown, which I guess was maybe the only bright spot. Also, Cole Komet butting into a nice threat. What a beast with that grab. But yeah, okay, let's move on to Saints. I was gonna say, I was gonna say one thing. I say as Bears fans, I say I say one thing. I always after the game say the Bears scored could have scored 37 points. The Bears scored could have scored this, right? And yeah. you know what? I don't know if you can say that about most teams, but I don't know if that goes to show that there that there's bad quarterback play or whatever, but the fact is the Bears could have scored like 37 points. The problem is they're not. They're not. They could have scored 37 in most games, except for probably the Colts game. I, I can't really think of situations where they were like open receivers, right? They could have scored a lot of points this week, right? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But, but let's get the let's get this straight. While they could have scored all these points. They won't, and they won't throughout this season because they're not a good offense. Do you think the Bears make the playoffs? Yes, they make the playoffs. They're five and two, and never at all. What? Do you think their they're, offense improves at all? Um, 
Yeah, of course it's going to improve. Well, at this point, to what? what do you think the Bears' record will be? Do you think that they are proving to be worse than you initially anticipated at the start of the season? No. This is what you expected? I, ex- You know what? I expected a bit better, to be honest. I did. But I give them a good 10-6, and 11-5. I don't think that's that unreasonable. Okay, okay. What You had to go 10-6 at the start of the season, right? 10-6 and six or 11-5, and five, somewhere around there. So I wasn't that off the mark. Yeah, well, we'll see. You might have been that off the mark. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll just give you an update in the game. By the way, by the way, I am 6-1 and one picking the Bears. How about you? I'm not as good. My one, I'm, I've only picked against the Bears once, and that was in the Rams game, so at least that was correct. I'd hate to pick against the Bears and then be wrong. That would feel pretty dumb. But um, yeah. I was wrong about the Saints. I mean, I sorry, I was wrong about the Colts game. But All yeah, right, so, so just letting you know, just to add on, Will Hernandez, their starting guard, tested positive for COVID. So I'm the assuming Giants. That, I mean the Giants. The Giants. Giants, yeah. So I'm assuming that's going to go on. All right, two bad things. Allen Robinson in concussion protocol. I, he didn't practice today and yesterday. Don't think he's going to play. Cody White there, it doesn't look like he's going to play. Khalil Mack hasn't practiced two days with an ankle injury. Don't know how significant that is. Don't think he'll be – I think he'll end up playing, right? But you know the play he got injured? Uh, No. This bothers me so much. It was Chuck Pagano said it was a terrible call. Can you explain to me how that was reason? How that was fair? The play where they like they were, they ran onto the one yard line. Akeem Hicks jumped on the pile and got called for that unnecessary roughness. I never I, even. Do you not see that? I didn't even. I was maybe I missed it, but I didn't see them show a replay ever because they said jumping on the pile and they were just showing off, talking about oh it's so phenomenal that this pile moved like seven yards, but then they didn't show Akeem Hicks jump at the end, so I didn't even okay. see what right. happened. He probably spent eleven or twelve seconds moving forward seven yards. Like he was down for like four seconds, and then the offensive line came in. Something called you when you're down when you're not moving forward. For a good amount of time, you're mm-hmm. stopped. And yep. then they moved one yard after two seconds, two yards after two seconds. And finally, they stood there. They had to bring their, the whole defense versus literally the whole offense. Probably Jared Goff was like standing away because he, yeah. he's a quarterback. Yeah. Everyone, right? Yep. And, Akeem, yep. and Khalil Mack rolled his ankle on that play. He ended up finishing the game. And that's why it's not allowed, you think? No. Because want giant dog piles every play? No, it wasn't. It shouldn't be allowed because he was down. He was down. I know I'm saying the point of like having people down, like having people, you know, there's a rule about if you're not on the ground. Yeah. yeah. But you're, if you're not on the ground, but you're standing still, then you're down. And that's probably the point of that play. The point of that rule is to prevent plays like what we just saw in the Rams game, where there's the entire team pushing a guy forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. I 100% agree. So yeah, I have to check up on that play again. But yeah, that's 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 a shame. Okay, tell me what you think about Saints Bears because I honestly do not know what to pick right now. And right now, I'm in my worst. I feel even worse than after the Rams game, just based on like how unconfident the Bears seem. And before I could attribute all of their woes to Foles having his first game, but that was Foles' fourth or even fourth and a half game. So I don't know. Um, so tell me what you think about Saints Bears. Who you got winning? First, just say who you got. Who you got? Um, I have to pick the Saints here. Okay. Go on. Um, Robinson's hurt. Whitehair's hurt. Mac might not play. Patterson's hurt. All right. Bears need a I buy. Mean, the Bears need Bears a buy. Bears do need a buy. I they agree. get a buy two weeks later after playing. This is their hardest three-game stretch, and that was a awful way to start it off 
I mean, I'm glad they went in five and one to that stretch because that would be an absolute, you know, if they started out with a losing record coming into the three games, like a season killer. So yeah, yeah. at least now they're going to finish, they'd finish five and four if they lose that three game stretch. So it's not terrible. No, it's not the end of the world, but I mean, all right. I think that I mean, Michael Thomas talking, looks. Michael Thomas practiced to, sorry, today. Sorry, what I'm referring to, by the way, is just Rams, Saints, and yeah. they have to play the Titans next week. Michael Thomas played practice today, limited. Looks like he might play. Yep. So the Bears are getting the the bad side of the injuries. Saints are getting good side, right? Yep. And I don't know what it is, but it feels like the Saints team is very much built to beat the Bears. Like you saw it last year. Yeah, I mean, we're, you're just talking about last year. I have, I have a feeling. No, I, I 100% agree. But I'm saying, like, if you look at it, they can run the ball. The Bears can't really stop the run that well, right? Yeah. The only positive is that, right, they have a fairly bad pass defense. Yeah, yeah. The same so that can be really exploited. But also, the Darnell Mooney, the rookie, is – Getting his first start at wide receiver one, right? You think? Wait, well, has, has Allen Robinson been officially ruled out? No, but he hasn't played for two days. He's in concussion protocol. He's not going to play. It's a shame. It is a shame. But all right, what I'm going to say is Darnell Mooney will most likely start as the wide receiver one. While I love Mooney, I don't know if he's a wide receiver one yet, right? Uh huh. And I mean. We'll have to see, but they're starting a—they're starting their undrafted free agent rookie Sam Munstafer at center. Oh no! <laughs> to the right of him is Rashad Coward. That's to terrible. the right of him. Okay, is Bobby I understand. Massey. Yeah. Despite all of that, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I, despite me, you know, usually calling you the illogical Bears fan, I'm picking the Bears to win this game. Yeah. Despite every sign in the world pointing to that, I should pick the Saints to win this game. I think just there's something about the Bears going five and one, me getting my hopes up that I'm not ready to be let down about this team. I'm not ready to be sad about this team yet. And although I think the logical decision is definitely to pick the Saints here, I'm not about to argue that the that the Bears are a better team than the Saints or anything like that. This is a hundred percent just my Bears fan speaking. Not my like if I'm if I'm a better, I'm not picking the Bears, obviously. Yeah. I just I, I just understand. really it's want a, the Bears to win. I just, I, do, I <laughs> okay. Do you think that it's your emotions, or do you think I, it's your yeah, this is feeling? basically an emotional pick? Because uh, I'm picking the Bears. That that's just it. I mean, I think despite all of that, maybe maybe there's some glimmer of hope that Nagy can do something like he did in 2018. This offense isn't so terrible. Nick Foles can get something going because he hasn't been terrible in their two wins. But yeah. And the Colts games, of course, were bad. Also, just a little side note. I, I hope this doesn't take too long. Do the Bears ever put Trubisky back in for the rest of the season? No, no matter how terribly full. Well, all right. Should the Bears or will the Bears? Big difference. answer. Both. All right. Should the Bears? Depends on how bad Nick Foles does. If he still, if he plays like he did yesterday, no doubt about it. Let's get this straight. Trubisky wasn't elite. Trubisky was not terrible, actually. 
he was he's not that game. bad. He had two interceptions against the Giants. Both of them were not his fault. Mm-hmm. It was the one with Bradbury, and what was the other interception? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Week one, he played very well. Week three, he had a, a bit below average game, but still. Yeah, he still had that improving. long rushing play. But Matt Nagy, week three, his first opportunity to take Trubisky out, he did. First opportunity. Yeah, it's Couldn't very have taken clear him out that, week that one. Nick Foles wants, that Matt Nagy wants Nick Foles in. Yeah. Matt Nagy is going to do anything for Nick Foles because he believes Nick Foles is the winner. And now I pose to you a question. We all were hating on Trubisky, but do you think that after seeing how badly, not how badly, but how poorly Nick Foles has played so far with the Bears, do you think that if that Mitchell Trubisky can be good on a different team? You think it was yeah. a bit premature yeah, for the I Bears? Think, I still think that he could. Well, I don't think, do I think that he will be good on a different team? No, but I think he could. And by that, I mean, after seeing what Trubisky did with the Bears, no team. So any team bad enough to need a quarterback in the first place is going to just have a high draft pick and take Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. No team who's that in need of a quarterback uh, will take a chance on Trubisky. I'm saying Trubisky won't have another opportunity in his career to prove himself to another team. But I think that definitely if he were given it under a good uh, system and maybe had a, a bit, basically in a different situation, Trubisky could have been good. I still believe that. I don't think he could have been elite, but he could have been solid just because of the way the Bears are just not good at working out quarterbacks. But anyway, I got a little sidetracked there. What I'm saying right, ben, is, Ben, I, ben, I, I want to tell you, a, Ben, I'm going to tell you a very interesting stat. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Brees is three and four in games where the temperature is under 40 degrees. And two of those losses came at Soldier Field in 20, 2007, 2008. Friday, it's supposed to be 42. Saturday, 55. Sunday, 38. Okay. So anyway, that's another reason. That's actually the exact reason I was picking the Bears to win. <laughs> you read my mind. Exact reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no. There's some glimmer of hope in my mind that Nick Foles can pull something out of a hat. Donald Moody can go off. This defense can be dominant enough. I know just for all logistic reasons, it's not a good pick, but I don't care. Give me the bears bear down, baby. Mike drop. There we go. I didn't actually drop the mic, but I, I kind of like fell two feet. All right. Anyway, bear down, baby. Benjamin, did, did, did you know that talking. you were going to, Ben, did you know you're going to do that prediction the whole time? No, I actually did not, but I just realized right now that would be a perfect time to drop the. But now it's kind of less. Shoot, my microphone keeps un- un-miking, and this is just total improv. It probably total sounds improv. worse right now. I, at least I hope it sounds worse. Because then I didn't spend all this money on a microphone for no reason. Anyway, goodbye. Bear down, baby. Let's hope I was right. Good night. Episode 30 of From the Den. Tried to add a little spice to this one. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.